Hi there friends, I'm so excited about our third installment of Balance, the series where we're learning about balancing our finances and how that will positively uh, uh, even have an impact on the rest of our lives. The more balanced you are financially, it'll actually have a positive effect on every part of your life. If you and I are enslaved financially, which most people on the planet are actually enslaved, many people on the planet are enslaved financially, they're not living in victory, they're not living in abundance, and so they're struggling to be balanced financially, and they're struggling to honor God because they're in slavery. They're in a financial Egypt. They're slaves to another master, and now they're not able to be able to live in victory, in freedom, to live balanced. They're not able to honor God, and so today we're going to see how God wants to set us free. God wants to liberate us. God's going to, I'm going to, it's going to be very practical today. But I believe that we just quickly need to remember way where we come from. Firstly, we recognize that God is the source of everything. And if you open the books, you need to know that your, your heart and your, the way you spend your, the, the finances that God entrusts to you is very closely linked. And so where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Your character is often revealed through the way that you manage finances. I'm sad to say, but that is a proven fact. That's the first thing. The second thing is that everything we have comes from God. And God doesn't only want to be honored and glorified with the 10% or even the, the percentage that we do give Him. God wants to be glorified and honored with every single cent that's in our lives. And remember, when it comes to balance, you need to have a good reference point, so you need to know where you are financially. That's why we were spying on our money. That's why you need to know where you are financially. Secondly, you need to make constant corrections, and that's where today is all about. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the corrections we need to make. And then you need to have a clear objective. And what's our clear objective? Our clear objective, the reason why we have provision is to honor God, is to glorify Him. And uh, I'm very excited about, as you and I know God, as we serve Him, if we're going to see God do absolutely amazing uh, things, knowing that we are stewards of the finances that He entrusts to us. And the more faithful we are with unrighteous temporary wealth, the more God can trust us with eternal um, lives with, with eternal riches for His glory. Now, I firstly just want to tell you a little bit of a testimony. Marie and I, we, we grew up both um, in, in lovely homes, very middle-class families, uh, but we learned something. We learned that actually debt is available. Debt, you can use debt, uh, and actually if you need something, you can, you can just use debt. You can, if you want to buy a car, you just use debt. If you want to buy a television, you can use debt. Um, and I, I I, I must say, I really give God thanks for my parents. They sacrificed greatly. By the grace of God, I got an education. By the grace of God, they set me up. They gave us a, a great start in life. My dad set me up. My mom set me up uh, with values. They set us up financially. They, they sacrificed greatly to have us here. But what I've learned is I've learned that all of us, most of us, do not speak about money. No one know, teaches us about finances. They don't tell us the dangers of debt. And so Marie and I ended up uh, getting into debt uh, we thought, hey man, it's not a problem. I have a little bit of a credit card. Um, hey man, it's not a problem. I have a car payment. And even though my dad did warn me against it, I did not quite understand what he was talking about until I was straight smack bang in it. And, um, and you know, it's amazing how then all of a sudden you're like, you start like, hey man, that car becomes so ugly because you owe money on the car. You know what I'm saying? And so some people say to me, but Mark, I want to be able to be financially free and I want to make a difference with my life. And I want to be used by God. And you know what? I want to give a lot of money. One day when I win the lotto, I'm going to, I'm going to bless the church with like millions of rands because I'll, I'm here to say to you, friends, <laughs> that, that if you cannot do it with, with 10 rand, with a small amount, you cannot do it with a big, big amount. 
I'm here to say to you that you need to change your thinking. Remember we spoke earlier about the capacity that needs to increase. And what often happens to people is they don't act their wage. They don't live within their means. They, they, they like spending more than what they earn. And the way they do that, you say, Mark, how do I do that? You can spend 130% of what you earn by using credit cards, overdrafts, by using clothing accounts, by using um, balloon payments on cars. You can end up spending way more than what you earn. The problem is that you always have to pay for that. And so what Marie and I did is we ended up having a credit card. We ended up having a car payment. We ended up having a, a bond on our house. A bond. We were bound. <laughs> we had a bond on our house. And uh, man, we, were earning, we weren't earning bad money. She's, she was earning good money from her job. I was earning good money. And we were getting a good income, but we were struggling to pay the bills. And I'm so grateful for Bruce McAlpine and for, for Uncle Barney, men that in my life that just spoke hard truth into me and, and actually very, very strictly and strongly told me to get out of debt. Uncle Barney actually said this to me. He said, you need to pay that car off quicker. You need to get rid of that debt. And Marie and I then ended up starting to pay way more on our car payment. We started being very ruthless with our debt. And... Um, we cut up our credit card. We did some plastic surgery. We cut up our credit card. I remember that one year, just literally putting all our, our, our extra money into the credit card. And the day that it was paid off, it was like a weight off our shoulders. I've spoken about the car. That, the, the next year, we, we paid the car off. And it was like such a relief that we did not have that burden on us anymore in or having to pay for a car that's now secondhand, that's worth less than what we, uh, that we paid for it. And... Um, and now we, we have that monthly burden of a payment. I, I'm going to say this, friends. The other issue for me with, with our debt was the fact that I found myself trusting in my overdraft. I found myself trusting in my credit card much more than I was trusting in Jesus. Trusting in the ability that the bank would provide for me rather than trusting in the fact that God would provide for me. I kept on thinking in the back of my mind that God is going to be able to... Um, God's, God's not going to look after me here. He's going to look after me in other things, but the bank is going to have to help me out here. The, I'm, I'm here to say to you, friends, that God doesn't want you and me to trust anyone other than Him. And when you and I trust other things or other processes or other systems or other institutions or other people, I'm here to say to you that God will allow those things to not be enough so that you can get to the end of yourself and you can trust Jesus fully. And so I, I'm here to say, friends, is that debt is a form of slavery. Debt is a form of slavery. You sell yourself into bondage. You sell yourself into, into slavery, into being connected, into being bound to something or someone. That's what debt is. The, the Bible says the borrower is the slave to the lender. You sell yourself into slavery. And, and sometimes people buy themselves into, into slavery or they consume themselves into bondage and then they ask themselves five years later or four years later or ten years later why am i in such a mess why am i so stuck the reason is you sold yourself into slavery i'm sad to say friends deuteronomy 28 verse 12 says it says the lord will open the heavens the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hand god is saying i'm going to bless you and this is the heart of our Father, is that you and I would have more than enough, not only enough for today, but that we'll have more than enough. But then he says this, he says, you will lend to many, but you will borrow from none. This is God's purpose. If you want to know God's plan for your financial balance, you want to know God's plan for your financial life. Friends, and this is, this is hard to say, on the 21st century, where I believe one of the pandemics is not 
of this world, worse than the pandemic of COVID, is the pandemic called debt. Because I've seen people destitute. I've seen marriages broken. I've seen children uh, robbed of a destiny of a future because of debt. I've seen people live in their past because of debt. I've seen people not able to, to step into the call of God and the purposes of God because of debt. Debt, I believe, is one of the enemy's biggest weapons against the people of God. I sadly see how many, so much of the church is in consumer debt. Now, you might argue with me saying, but Mark, you get good debt and bad debt. I don't want to get into that con uh, argument. What I want to say today is, is if you and I have to go to the bank in order to live, if we have to go to the bank in order to... To, to, to consume stuff. And now we've got to pay for things that we no longer have, that we no longer enjoy. Even driving a car, and a, a car payment, in my, in my mind, friends, is not God's plan. God wants you and me to live free from debt. God wants you and me not to work for the bank. He doesn't want you and me to work for, for an institution, for a finance house. God wants you and me to work for His glory. And God wants you and me to, at the end of the month, when we get our salary, when, when God provided for us, when he, when, he, when he let what our hands did, when He lets that multiply, when God provides abundantly for us from His storehouse in heaven, when we know that everything we have comes from Him, when God provides for, provides for us, He doesn't want us to borrow. He wants us to be able to lend, to help others. God wants us to have more than enough. God wants you at the end of the month to say, this money, I am the boss of this money. I can choose where it goes. Most people, it's already chosen for you. You're already, what's going to happen six months from, from now with your expenses is already chosen for you because you made decisions in the past and now you've got to live with that. I remember Ron Kushmal telling the story of them being in debt and them being in like so much debt that they could not even pay the water and lights. They, they did not have electricity. They had to burn candles. They had to bath in cold water. They could not afford clothes. They, they could not afford even sometimes to get to work. They were so deep in debt until God did a deep work in their heart and they started making war with debt. They started saying, Jesus, we're going to trust you. We want to live debt-free so that we can not only have margin, so that we not, can not only have headspace and freedom, but also, and balance in our finances, but also that we can be a blessing in your kingdom. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7, it says, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is the slave to the lender. Do you want to be a slave? Or do you want to be a ruler? Do you want to be a slave or a ruler? I believe debt is an attack on your freedom. Debt is an attack on your liberty. Debt limits you and me from what God's got for us. It says in Romans chapter 13 verse 8, it says, Owe no one anything. Isn't that amazing? Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves one another has fulfilled the law. See, the only thing that you and I should focus on is be loved by God and to love others. And especially when it comes to finances, God doesn't want us to owe anyone anything except we can love them, we can care for them, we can help them, we can bless them. God doesn't want you and me to be in debt, friends. God wants you and me to live in complete freedom. And you know what I found with debt? Debt has got this amazing way to rob us even of enjoying the gospel. Why? Because at the core of the gospel of Jesus Christ, at the core of the gospel is this amazing love of our Father and this amazing reality that you and I had a debt we actually went into debt. We were in slavery, just like the Israelites were in slavery. We were in debt and, and, and we, were, we were bound to that debt. And this debt was, was, was caused because of sin. Because when Adam and Eve sin, uh, uh, fell, sin came into the world. They fell far from God. And then we were born into sin. And now we were born with this massive debt, this massive 
uh, outstanding debt. And the only way that that debt could be paid was through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the one and only sacrifice that he paid. And so at the core of the gospel is Jesus saying, it is finished. The debt has been paid. Tetelestai, the debt is fully paid. Even with a judgment, if there was a judgment against you, Tetelestai, the judgment has been fulfilled. The debt has been completely cleared. That's at the center of the gospel. Now, if the enemy, if the devil knows that, that being debt-free of no more sin, no more shame, no more guilt, I'm free from, from eternal debt. If the enemy knows that, that's at the center of the gospel, that Jesus took all our debt, he paid the ultimate debt, the ultimate price for our ultimate debt, our eternal debt. If that's at the center of the gospel, don't you think the enemy would want to rob you from experiencing that liberty by getting you and me deceived so that we can find ourselves in bondage again, enslaved to physical debt? My prayer for you today would be that you and I would not be caught up in debt financial debt, consumer debt, but that you and I will be ruthless about getting out of debt. That we would do what, what Ron Kushmaldim did. They came to a place, they started praying. They, firstly, they said, Lord, you are our provider. They repented. And I want to give you a few steps on how to get out of debt. And I, with this church, we've had so many people, even right here at the back, we've got testimonies of people coming into our church in debt and how God set them free from debt. And I spoke to Peter Cordier and he was saying, Actually, he listed his debt and he put it in his office. And every day he saw the list of debt and how he was going to get free from that debt. And uh, Ron Kushmalim said they, they put the list of their debts on the fridge. And I'm going to show you the debt snowball right now. Craig Rochelle, in partnership with um, Dave Ramsey, did this amazing video. I'm going to show you this video right now. But before we show it, I want to give you four steps that will help you to get out of debt. Four very important things. Ron Kushmal says, and, and he did this unknowingly, but I found... This is how I got out of debt and how I'm even wanting to get free from the rest of my investment debts. But firstly, you need to start with prayer and repentance. That's the first thing you need to do. You need to pray. You say, Jesus, number one, you are my source. You can do a miracle. The impossible is made possible with you. I've seen how God's done supernatural things. People so deep in debt that like Peter's testimony was, it was going to take him 10 years to get out of that debt. It was impossible. It's like a mountain in front of you. And then God starts doing miracles. Pray, trust God, put your hope in God. You cannot get yourself out of this. With God, all things are possible. But with that needs repentance. Friends, you need to turn. You need to repent. Say, Lord, I want to change the way I think. You need to, most people don't get out of debt because they always run back to debt. They get out of it a bit and then they run back to it. Why? Because they haven't changed. They haven't renewed their minds. The Bible says in, in, in Romans chapter 12 that we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. We need to, to, to renew our minds, be washed with the truth of God's word. Renew our minds. You need to renew your mind. You need to change the way you think. Repent. Turn 180 degrees from saying debt's okay to I don't ex accept debt at all. I don't want any debt in my life. So that's, that's a massive thing. Make that shift in your mind. And, and so that's it. Pray and repent. Secondly, get an accountability partner. I found this. I see so many guys saying, I'm going to get out of debt. And then you know what happens? They tell no one about it. They don't say, they don't say to anyone that they're getting out of debt. So that's a secret, secret thing. Why? Because if it's secret and you don't continue with your plan to get out of debt, no one knows and no one asks you. <laughs> it's only you and Jesus. The truth is Jesus knows everything, but 
Jesus uses people in our lives. That's why I believe in community. That's why I've seen people get debt free in community, in life group. They spoke to one another, they prayed together, and they kept each other accountable. Because then you can celebrate with one another and you can see the progress together and you can ask each other the hard questions. And that means you're going to be able to tell someone, mm, this month I didn't quite follow my debt snowball. So if you're going to engage in this journey, pray, repent, get an accountability partner, someone that can walk this journey with you. And then thirdly, do the debt snowball. I'm, we're going to watch this video right now. Do the debt, debt snowball. Let's watch the video. What I'm going to show you is what finance legend and my good friend Dave Ramsey calls the debt snowball. This is the absolute best and fastest way to get unstrapped and to free yourself from the bondage of debt. What I'm about to cover with you is one of the most important things that you can ever learn about your personal finances. Are you ready? Let's do it. Look at the bottom of your notes and let's attack this together. Here's what we've got. This is an imaginary list of our debts, what we owe to others. In this sample list, you'll see the different people or businesses we owe listed in the first column. In the second column, you'll find the amount that's owed to each one. You see, we owe $450 to Lowe's for the power tools that we always wanted, $650 to Target for the cute top, the belt, the earrings, and the hat to match, plus the ketchup Oreos and pickles and all the other things you crave when you are pregnant. We also owe $1,600 to our parents who let us borrow the money to replace our air conditioning unit when it went down, and so on. In the third column, you'll see the minimum payment. This is the minimum amount that we're required to pay each month, and we've been faithfully paying the minimum but we are sick and tired of being strapped. So, what are we going to do? Again, what we're gonna look at is something that could change your life forever. Here's what's going to happen. You're gonna find an extra $200 a month. Now, you're probably thinking, where in the world am I gonna find an extra $200 a month? And that's a good question. I don't know the answer to the question, but you will find it. You'll get very, very creative and find $200 extra a month. If you have to take a second job delivering pizzas or if you have to eliminate your satellite television or your mobile data plan or start brown bagging it or skipping your $4 daily dose of overpriced caffeine or whatever, you'll find $200 a month. And what you do with this $200 a month will change future generations. Here's how it'll play out. Let's start with Lowe's. We owe them $450. Your minimum payment, remember, is $50. Now, you'll pay them $50 and add to it the $200 that we just found, totaling $250 a month. And within a matter of only a couple of months, Lowe's is gone. Bye-bye, Lowe's. We'll never have to worry about that debt again. Now, we're gonna let the money start to snowball away the debt. How will we do it? Now we're going to attack Target. We've already been paying Target $30 a month. Now we're gonna take the $30 and add to it $250 a month. Now you may ask, where'd we get $250 a month? You remember, we just freed up $250 a month because we paid off Lowe's. 
Now we're gonna take that 250 and the $30, and together we have $280, and guess what? In just a matter of a couple of months, Target is gone as well, and the snowball is starting to get bigger. Now, let's take our parents. We're paying them $200 a month. We'll add to it the $280 that we freed up because we no longer have to pay Lowe's or Target, and now we've got $480 a month going to pay off mom and dad. Again, in a matter of a few short months, mom and dad are paid for, they're happy, we're happy, and we're gonna take this money and let it grow every single month and apply it to the next debt that we owe. Starting with the smallest amount of debt so we can knock it out and going piece by piece down to the largest, we're gonna pay off all of our debt with the debt snowball. We're gonna wipe out everything we owe but the house. Now, how will this benefit you in the long run? Let me show you something that is really, really amazing. If you just continue to pay minimum payments, like so many people do, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's going to take you 120 months to pay off your debt. That's 10 years before you pay off all this debt, and that's assuming you don't take on any more. Now, watch this. If you do the debt snowball, your payoff time is not 120 months, not 10 years, but instead only 21 months. That's a difference of 99 months of not paying any debt. Can you say, wow? Now, buckle your seatbelt and get ready for this. If you take $1,110, now, where do we get $1,110? If you look at the debt we just paid off, you freed up $1,110 a month in debt payments that you no longer have. If you take that money and invest it at 8% for that same 99 months that you would have been paying off your debt, at the end of that time period, guess how much money you'll have? You'll have $153,992.30. Check it out. In most parts of the world, what will that buy you? That will buy you a house paid for in cash, totally debt free, including a house in only 10 years. You can do it if you'll get crazy with the debt snowball. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continual debt to love. We don't serve money, we serve God. Money serves us as we serve God. If you live like no one else, one day you can live like no one else. Wow, isn't that amazing? That's an amazing input. Put the, put the, the smallest debts first, pay whatever you can, forget about the interest rates, pay whatever you can extra on the smallest debts. I know you did it in dollars, but you can do it in any currency, pay the smallest debts, and then take that lump sum, put it on the next, put it on the next, and you're gonna save amazingly, and you're gonna see God do miracles. One thing I know about God is that God is so committed to you getting out of debt. I'm convinced that He will give you extra provision, He'll make extra ways, and He'll supernaturally help you to get out of debt if you are willing to pray, trust Him, repent,
if you're willing to be accountable and follow through with a debt snowball. As you engage with a debt snowball, you're going to see how God's going to give you extra income. He's going to help you. You might even be able to negotiate a settlement amount and you'll be able to pay a little bit less back on your debt because it might, might, might have just been a lot of interest and so the institution might even give you a, 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 like a bit of a blessing. I believe that impossible things happen when you and I partner with God, when we're accountable in community, and when we repent truly in our hearts and we engage in the process. And the last thing is I want to say, celebrate every step. Don't, don't, don't take it for granted, friends. Every little time, if you've paid that little bit extra, celebrate it. Connect with your accountability partner. Speak to your husband or your wife. Celebrate every step. Celebrate every debt that gets cleared. And at the end, have a big celebration. Why? Because as we celebrate, it's like little wins become many wins. And then God does so much with us. I'm very excited about you getting debt free. And maybe you're sitting here saying, but Mark, I'm not struggling with debt. Well, friends, then I want to ask you to go and help people that are struggling with debt. Because one of the center realities of the gospel is the fact that Jesus paid the debt that you and I could not pay. So that we can experience the freedom and the liberty that we could not earn. So that you and I can live this eternal life and share it with others. You were indebted, but Jesus paid your debt. Now in the financial, getting balanced, will you trust God with your finances? I, if you're far from God right now and you know that you've got the debt of sin and you've been far from God, and today you know for a fact that you need to turn your back on sin. You, you need to accept the free gift of salvation. Jesus paying the ultimate price for your debt. And you want to put your hope in Jesus. Today's your day of salvation. Contact us, find a local church, and let's see Jesus do supernatural things in your life. And if you are like me, and you're saying, but Mark, I still have a little bit of debt, or hey, I've got a lot of debt, Mark, I want to ask you, will you pray with me today? I want to lead you in a prayer of repentance. And then I'm going to ask you to find an accountability partner. I'm going to ask you to start the debt snowball, write your stuff down, put it somewhere where you can see it daily. And then fourthly, celebrate every, every breakthrough. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray that my brothers and sisters, people watching today, that none of us will continue in debt or even go back to debt, but that we will trust you. And today we repent, God, for putting our hope in ourselves, for putting our hope in another institution. We repent. We ask forgiveness, Lord, for trusting um, in the systems of this world, trusting debt instead of trusting you. And Lord, I pray that you will show us that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider. And Lord, that we would live debt-free financially because we are debt-free spiritually. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for accountability partners. I pray for follow through with the debt snowball. And I thank you for every victory in Jesus' name.